You're listening to Behind the Mic on the Funnel Radio channel. Listen as Paul Roberts, Susan Finch, and Jim Obermeyer talk B2B podcasting tips for companies, speakers, authors, marketing teams, and the C-suite. Today, we've got Paul Roberts and Jim Obermeyer on Behind the Mic, and we've got a special guest today, Mark Corona, the host of The Practical CMO. But before we start our program today, Paul, I'd like to tell a personal story. Yeah, please. Not unlike, not unlike uh, Daryl Prale on Inside Inside Sales, or, although his story today about selling himself to his wife was uh, quite interesting <laughs> yeah. and uh, had me laughing all over the place. How did he make the big clothes? We look at this subject today, how hosting a podcast has helped so many businesses. It was 2011. I had the Sales Lead Management Association, which we still manage. And we had, uh, oh, 900 members. I'm looking at making calls to CEOs and CMOs at tech companies to get support for the Sales Lead Management Association. And I'm calling CRM companies. I'm calling marketing automation companies, which are just coming aboard and being visible. And I'm, I'm calling these companies say, look, this is Sales Lead Management Association. We focus on managing sales leads. We've got very reasonable sponsorship. Would you like Would you like to be a sponsor? And I gave them, you know, we've got members and yada, da, da, da. And, you know, I didn't get any calls back. And I called the CEOs and I certainly didn't get through to them. So it was really getting discouraging. Can I go to a tech meeting one day there in Orange County? And... A fellow was talking at the tech meeting about, you know, they've got these little story sessions. And he said, oh, by the way, Fred Chris said, I've got a weekly radio program and I broadcast every week for 30 minutes and I interview local people. And I interrupted him and I said, so what does that do for you? And he said, well, it's really a podcast radio program called, uh, I think, Pilgrim in the 405, right, right Paul? Right. And so I said, well, gee, that's really interesting. So I I said, we've got to have our own program as a typical entrepreneur. And I called Paul at the studio and found out about having these programs. And I talked to Fred Christ. And Fred even agreed to be the host for a while. And a miraculous thing happened. I started calling CEOs to be guests. And Phil Fernandez came aboard, which was uh, uh, with a marketing automation company, Marketo, to begin with. And one after another, we got these guests. And one out of every four or five guests said, yeah, I'll be a sponsor for the SLMA. And at that time, the sponsorship was, I don't know, four or $500 11 years ago. And people got to know us. And because I talked to the CEO about this or left a message, the CMO returned the phone calls. We went from, you know, 50 or 100 people listening to the episodes. And we've got about, a, I don't know, 117, 20,000 people have listened to our episodes so far. It supported the SLMA. And then... Five or six years ago, Paul and I were doing a program in the studio at that time, because I lived down there at that time in Southern California, the crazy state of California <laughs> in Orange County. And so I went to, into the studio. We got done with the program, and there was a guy on the on the show that day that said, yeah, well, you know, every company today is its own media company. And I got off the program, and I said, Paul, can we produce these shows for other people with you in the, in the studio? And he said, sure, let's start. 
I called Jean Hopkins, and she's an author. She's a host. She she knows a lot of people. Is very well known out there. And I called Jean Hopkins and said she was at HubSpot, I think, back then, wasn't she? Yeah, she, she had just left HubSpot and, and went with another company. And would you like to do your own podcast? And she said yes. She signed up right on the telephone. I hardly knew her. And since then, we've had four podcasts for her. And then. Suddenly, we had five or six podcasts within a, a year or so. We have Matt Himes and John Asher, and and now we've got about 13 programs, 12 or 13 programs, and we've got about 20 or 23 hosts. And one of the programs is with the, the chief outsiders and the practical CMO, and that is the host, Mark Corona. And Mark and I were talking this last week, and I said, Mark, how has the show been going for you? You've been doing a show once a month for, for six months. And he said, it's been going really well. And then he started telling me some of the subtle differences in his business since he started being the host of the Practical CMO. So, so Paul, I thought we'd bring him on today to talk about the Practical CMO and how that's gone for him since he started and it. some so, of the Paul, things that you... have practically happened since he did we were chatting a little bit before and too let's bring him on here we're we're yeah. we're we're, we're, we're going to hear from him not you that's true <laughs> that's true so i'm going to turn this over to paul roberts my cohort here paul why don't you ask our first questions and welcome mark by the way mark is an area manager partner and CMO for Chief Outsiders. It's got global experience as an executive and a strong track record for consistent growth. Chief Outsiders is a nationwide executives as a service firm. They've got about 85 part-time or fractional CMOs. It's a great organization providing a great service, especially today, but really especially for any time when someone needs a CMO that's got deep, deep experience to pull them out of the hole. So, Paul, why don't you and Mark talk about this? Welcome, Mark. Let's bring you in. Let's start this conversation there. Yeah, thanks, guys. We were talking beforehand, and it was about how can podcasts help your business? Why should anybody think about doing a podcast? You've been doing it for a while. Answer those two questions. Well, sure. And I mean, I've come to it progressively. I think there are two, maybe three when I joined Chief Outsiders three and a half years ago, I was really encouraged to write. And I always had this sort of pent-up sort of desire to kind of put down expertise on paper and share it with people, and right. so I did. So articles turned into e-books, and then a year ago, they started coming up with sort of dual or triple-authored articles and e-books where I'd bring in other other experts. I thought that was just a really interesting way of broadening the perspective and sort of building better content and then connecting us. I mean, when you write an article with somebody, they tend to be your good friend for a yeah, while. Exactly. Right. And uh, that kind of led to an experience I had last fall with SLMA Radio as a guest on a program. And afterwards, I said, you know what? My wife said, well, how'd it go? I said, I actually had a lot of fun. It was pretty cool. I said, but I'm not an audio listener. I'm a visual guy, right? Right. And my wife's like, yeah, but you're not the only person in the world. There's a lot of people out there, particularly some of the younger ones who are primarily audio listeners or audio learners. They don't read like they used to. We know that. And it's hard to read on a three-inch screen. If, if your whole world is accessed through your smartphone, then I, yeah. I always maintain, why are we still writing anything? They want to watch or they want to listen. Resumes have become one-page networking profiles, and you know LinkedIn is, is a better 
more higher priority resume than anything you can put down on paper, right? I mean, things are changing. And I think for me, what I've learned about this, Paul, is that one is I don't do the show myself. I mean, I'm the host, but I interview people that I know really well who are also, who I consider to be experts in their field. And usually we have written something together previously because that kind of provides, okay, do we agree? Do we have similar views? Are we different? But different can be okay. But how do you think about this? How do I think about this? Would it, could that be an interesting a radio show or a podcast? And once you do that with somebody, it further cements your relationship with them, right? Yeah. Because you've invited them to do something that's kind of special. And so I think, and when you're selling services as Chief Outsiders is, I mean, we're fractional marketing executives. It's really all about two things. One is visual expertise, demonstrating your expertise visually. Now, okay, podcast not visual, but when you put down on a free resource page that you're a radio show host and you're all the programs that are there, you're visually communicating the fact that you're not just a writer, you're also a podcast host. And that takes you to another value, which is being different. Right. I'm not um, the only guy in town. I'm the one with the radio show, or I'm with the book, or I'm I'm the one that put exactly on the conference, right. right? Right. Exactly right. So what it does is that it really sort of is another way of leveraging your expertise, taking things that you've written or ebooks or webinars you've developed, turning that content into podcast kind of content which further reinforces your expertise and then finds another outlet for that or another channel for it. It's been interesting. I think, you know, I've worked at to get better at it along the way because I don't think you're necessarily an A student. Yeah, right. One. Not everybody was born to do, this. Way to do this. Yeah, yeah, Would you say it's to easier to create content this way? We've heard that many times. If I've got to create content to get found, that's the theory, the yeah. Content Marketing Institute. If i got to create content and show what I know and who I know, then what easier way to do it than just talk to somebody? Yes, although you have to have a lot of trust in someone in a prior relationship and a match of styles to make that work, right? Mm -hmm. There are people, like I did a show in January with a gentleman I've known for, I don't know, 20 years, and we didn't have to prep too much for it other than sort of, here's the topic, here's some of the key questions, can we do this, right? Mm -hmm. right? But I knew him a long time, I knew where he was coming from, I knew his style, he's very conversational, and, and you know, one of the things I've learned when I think about who could be a guest on the program is it's not just about sort of matching expertise or complementing expertise. You've got to find somebody who style-wise is okay doing a program like that right. and being open to letting it go where it goes sometimes, right? And that's not literally reading a script. Isn't that social media in general? You got to be honest, you got to be authentic, and you got to really be there. We all want to prepare stuff and have it heavily edited and heavily researched and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, people just want to be real. They want to hear real conversations somewhere. Well, and I think they want practical guidance. Yeah, I learned right. that years ago, right? I mean, when I was working in London and met with some of the compliance officers from the top financial institutions in the world and said, well, coming into Europe, how can we help you? And they were like, look, we trust you. Just tell us what to do. Yeah. What are you talking about? You've got compliance staff. Like, no, no, we trust you. If you just told us do X, Y, and Z, we'd be really happy, right? <laughs> and the largest financial organizations in the world want practical guidance. You can bet that 
Exactly. That's a need for small, mid-sized, and other businesses, too. Well, we got to take a practical break here for a moment. Let everybody digest this. I'm going to come back and get Jim back involved here. And I've seen two or three th- reasons people have benefited from doing a podcast. See if these resonate with you guys as well. So we'll do all that more right after this. Chief Outsiders is an executives-as-a-service firm. We've placed over 850 CMOs into client companies. Our mission is to help companies with their growth challenges by providing a CMO to crystallize the growth strategy and get the growth plan implemented. Chief Outsiders brings the discipline of marketing to companies who've never had a VP of marketing or CMO in the executive suite. CEOs often engage us when they're frustrated with their organization's ability to implement their vision for growth. Our objective is not to place a permanent CMO into the organization, but to get the marketing function working and then leave a strong foundation for clients to operate. Chief Outsiders, we're here when you need an interim, highly qualified C-suite solution. Let us help lessen your frustration. Visit ChiefOutsiders.com. And one more quick thing, since we're talking about the power of podcasting today, if you're interested in starting a podcast, if any of this uh, gets you interested in the idea of it and you want to test it out, try it, there are ways to uh, to do this that make easy and affordable. That's through us. Funnel Media makes podcasting easy so you can be heard by hundreds or thousands of listeners. Your audience, get in front of the people you want to know. Show them who you know, what you know. Separate yourself from the crowd. Contact Funnel Media to learn more. We make it easy and convenient at podcastsmadeeasy.com. So that's my pitch usually. It starts conversations with people you don't know. Hey, can I take you to lunch? No. How about being on my radio show? Sure. And then it continues that conversation as you build a relationship with them. You you get to to meet people you never did and start a conversation with them. Has it worked that way for you on your show, Mark? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I had my last show was with a gentleman I've known for 20 years. He's an investment banker. And one of the brightest guys and nicest guys I've kind of had, you know, had a business association with. And so we were having lunch, and he, and he asked me, I said, oh, you know, Elmer, I've got this radio show. And he goes, you know, i got a great topic for you. It's like, well, what would that be, right? He goes, well, you know, what are the challenges and best practices in bringing in growth capital? He goes, and I'd do it with you. And it was like, okay, well. Yeah, eagerness to, so. eagerness to talk to you. Yeah, you got the mic, so suddenly people want to talk with you here. But then why would anybody want to listen to it? Because you're having these real conversations that have some real tips in them. That we're all hungry and starved for content and ideas and whatnot. And what easier way to create content than just to talk to people? You don't have to research it. Not everybody's a good writer. You know, you just, you don't have to come up with the content. Just find good people and they'll bring the content with you, right? That can happen, absolutely. I think I do kind of lay out my own kind of editorial calendar of, what I like to talk about. I'm trying. I'm doing more sort of back-to-back shows. Take the mm-hmm. same topic. And I like that. Yeah. Right. Points of view on it, right? Which I think people would find interesting. To me, these are almost like uh, real-time case studies. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Little TED talks. Sometimes I think of them as yeah, or, or case studies. Mm-hmm. Are we really looking at something here? Yeah. All right. Well, then, last question is. Have you found it an easy and effective way to create good content? If it opens doors and starts conversations and it puts together content that you can repurpose and turn into blogs and white papers and stuff, is it good content on the one medium everybody seems to be hooked on, these smartphones? Does it work on a, on a little smartphone if that's the way the world's accessing everything? 
I think it does because I'm a, I'm a pretty analytical person and like to be prepared. I don't typically start with podcast content and then turn it into an article and then into an ebook. Mm-hmm. I tend to go the other way. Mm-hmm. So I'll take an article or an ebook and turn it into podcast content because when you, once you've written an article or an ebook, you really thought a topic through. Right. And you understand sort of what could be meaningful about it, right? It's just a personal style thing. I wish I could be more spontaneous and sort of more trusting, <laughs> but, you know, I think that comes with time and, and experience. I'll tell you, I see the, the shows where people get vulnerable, just like in every social media. I'm not sure. I'm scared. I'm not sure I'm going next. And then offer some hope or some solution. That's when people really lean in and go, oh, this is going to get real. This isn't just mm-hmm. some bunch of bs uh like I, that's why i hate going to networking meetings how's your business great how's your business great why are we doing here then if everything's so great you know let's get real here there's some issues there's some problems but we're all afraid as leaders to let our guard down we all look like we got to know all the answers and i think people in this medium like most social mediums they respond to people who are genuine authentic and vulnerable and that's not easy to do if you're a leader or a businessman I think even if you were trying to come across that way in other media types, it would be a lot harder than than in a podcast, right, where people can really kind of sense your attitude. Yeah, your they can hear you and stuff. Does he really believe this? Right. Is he really, did it, or they bring up these questions and it's like, wait a minute, why are you moving on? What, what did you just say there? I'm not sure I believe that. I'm not sure I like that. We got Jim thinking here. He's got his thinking cap on. I can see him, and he's pondering. He's rubbing his chin. What do you think here, Jim? Are we getting anywhere here? Mark, are there any other ways that have kind of snuck up on you that this radio show has helped you? I've got a friend that had a show in Los Angeles, and he's a financial advisor and very well-known politically as a uh, commentator and what have you. And he said, you know, it's interesting. Uh, some people walk up to me in restaurants and I'm on the radio and they they know who I am. And he said, I get calls from people that just want to talk about what we talked about on the show. He said, it, certainly it's helped me business-wise. He said, uh-huh. I didn't expect that because he, he said, makes common sense, but I still didn't quite expect it to the same degree. Have you found any of those things similar? What I found are really two things, Jim. One is that I mean, I can tell you definitively, sort of, you know, I was, I was, I've been a pretty prolific author with Chief Outsiders. I've probably written 40 articles in the last three and a half years. I just completed my fifth ebook. But since I started my own radio program, my visibility and the, and sort of the, the people who want to be linked to me on LinkedIn is probably doubled or tripled on a, on a monthly basis, right? So there's something about it that was noticed, visible, and sort of got people interested. And now I have people sort of every week someone's like, hey, can I, um, can I write for your show or can yeah. I do this, whatever, right? And you're like, well, gee, I appreciate that. But the, the other thing, though, is that um, uh, um, I think once you become, you, tr- you, tr- you get to a different level of visibility as an expert, right, when you have a radio program. And now all of a sudden I'm getting invited into other programs. I'm getting invited to do more expert webinars. And and these are just coming because I think there's a certain amount of momentum that's come from the, incre- the additional visibility that the show's got me. I say it demonstrates not just what you know, like you do in a paper, but who you know. And both of those are factors we judge 
in deciding if you're a thought leader on something. Look at what he knows and look at who he knows. It's similar to writing a book. When I had my first book written 20 years ago, it got me into all kinds of places. Today, it seems like so many people are self-publishing and writing books. It helps people get that way. But I think podcasts are the new entrance, the new visibility medium that helps someone declare their leadership, thought leadership. And now, I, we've mentioned several times. I say because it works on a three-inch screen. I say that's the magic of it. An ebook and written stuff is hard to read on a three-inch screen or four-inch yeah. screen. So I think the more you can show video or the more you can do audio, the more it works in that medium mentioned radio quite a few times and people might say well this is a podcast or a radio well we broadcast our programs live and then take that program and provide an edited podcast which is nice and clean within a few days so we really do both where most podcasts are just individual podcasts but Paul, we're getting right at the end of our show, yep. and I know we've got uh, a, a live show coming up with uh, Matt Hines in just a, a minute or so. Uh, Mark, how can someone reach you? Pretty easily, it's just mcorona, M-C-O-R-O-N-N-A, at chiefoutsiders.com. Or if you want to give me a call, it's 612 You've heard it from an expert who started his podcast last January and has got one of our better listened to shows. It's a great program. Mark Corona, CMO, partner at Chief Outsiders and the host of The Practical CMO. Thanks a lot. And Paul, thank you for running today's program. Yeah. And Thanks for got- being open and honest and telling you, telling us what you're, how you stumbled into this and what you've seen so far. We'd love to have you come back in six and- months and give us an update yeah. again. And we've got Matt Hines coming up. And Matt Hines' story was we had him on the program several times interviewing him. And I asked him one time, would you like to have a show? And he said, well, not yet. And then I saw him six months later, and he says, hey, uh, maybe it's time I had that visibility and and started that program. And here he is with uh, 120, 30,000 people that have listened to his show so far, about 30 to 40,000 a year. And he's coming up in just a couple of minutes. Over to you. You've been listening to Behind the Mic on the Funnel Radio Channel. Never miss an episode? Be sure to subscribe at FunnelRadioChannel.com or in your favorite podcast app. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Blueberry, TuneIn, and more. Imagine buying a newspaper and discovering that the news you're reading is six months old. There isn't much that stays the same for six months. And the same thing goes for background checks. In a time when so much outdated information is being passed around, it's good to know that People G2 offers something different. At People G2, we provide today's intelligence, not yesterday's news. Our value-added approach offers you a fully FCRA-compliant solution that includes up-to-the-minute information. By combining industry-leading technology with old-school human investigation, People G2 is able to give you information that is accurate right now, delivered quickly to our online system or integrated with your HR system. So ask yourself, are you comfortable working with old news? Or are you ready for a different kind of background check company? Visit PeopleG2.com or call 800-630-2880. That's 800-630-2880 or PeopleG2.com.
Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. When you use the Premier Rewards Gold Card from American Express, the rewards points can keep on multiplying. Buy three with triple points on airfare. Buy two with double points on gas and groceries. And a single point for pretty much every other dollar you spend on the card. Then, start choosing from over a million rewards to redeem all those points. Apply today and the annual fee for the first year is on us. Call 1-800-AXP-GOLD or visit AXPGOLD.COM. The annual fee for the card is $175. See terms, conditions, and restrictions at AXPGOLD.COM. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills